Okay, warriors, you are listening to Unqualified Therapists. Remember, stay wild and weird. Hey, warriors, this is Amy. And I'm Sarah. We started this podcast because mental health is complicated and the stigma surrounding it can make us feel alone. So we are here to share authentic stories in order to normalize and prioritize mental health. We believe in professional therapy. We both use it on our own healing journeys, but we also know it isn't one size fits all. So we are here to provide tools from our own experiences, as well as those from our guests and professionals that come on the show. Thank you for being here as we navigate the complexities of mental health and mental illness together. Remember, hold on, warriors. We're going to make it. to another episode of the unqualified therapist does anybody else think our intro song is like a bop (laughs) it's so good i can't stop dancing i know well i was watching our i was like replaying the one year video that we made that had the whole song with it and i was like like jamming out to it the whole time (laughs) i was like i feel like i should just put this on my playlist and just listen to it while I'm getting ready. It's such a good song. It really is. The words are amazing. I just, I love it. I know. And we bought the rights to it, but we don't remember who it is. No, I cannot find her name. it's really hard. Anywhere. And it frustrates me because I want to know this person. I want to reach, because I want to reach out to her and be like, thank you so much for providing this amazing, incredible song for us. And because it's perfection. So if anybody knows. (laughs) Yeah. You know, the amazing person who sings our theme song, let us know. Or if you're out there listening by any chance at all, reach out to us. (laughs) I mean, stranger things have happened, Sarah. True story. True story. Stranger things like us being on television. Yeah. What? And wow. Some strange magic right there. That was a very cool experience. And we were just talking about it. And I was like, you know, my husband was asking, so were you nervous? And leading up to it, um, 100%, I did some whacked out things that we'll talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once we got into the studio, I felt so comfortable and at home. And I was like, no, we're supposed to be here. This feels so right. And I just had this calm come over me. It felt so right, except for the set. I was like, Heather, I know we just met, <laughs> but I need to change your set. We need a table like The View. Thank you. Can we talk about why we needed a table? Those chairs are the worst. It's not the chair. Like, okay, so the chairs are fine. They were comfortable to me. It was fine. It was. You got to sit all the way back. That's why. No, I didn't. It was a whole. So we, this is the irony, people. We went on and talked about body image and we went on and talked about how hard it is to shop and what that can do to affect your mental health. Right. And then here, Amy and I are like, can we have a table to sit behind so we can cover Listen, ourselves up? This is the Ugh. thing that I'll never forget. <laughs> is that like we literally were like checking each other yeah. because who was going to get the inside seat? It was like <laughs> it was like roller derby. <laughs> 
I lost. I said, bigger girl wins. Beat it, lady. <laughs> She's like, I love you not that much. Okay, bye. It is not about the amount of love. It is about the um, comfort Okay, but I think, again, I think I'm going to try to not, I don't know. It just felt so weird. I felt weird having to face. Anyways, I just, I'm going to blame it on the setup and not us. (laughs) Okay. But I think half the reason, if not all the reason I felt so comfortable is because Heather Abraham is so amazingly comforting mm-hmm. and we were just like and kind and bef- the second it that doesn't happen all the time for Sarah and I but sometimes it does we'll meet someone we'll be like oh you're our people yeah yeah and it was She's like definitely that. our people for sure yeah it was a great experience um but yeah we were we were nervous wrecks leading up to it had a couple incidents couple <laughs> we're only going to tell you about two but there were way more <laughs> finding clothes was a whole thing and that's the whole irony again of it is that we were talking about shopping and what that does, how hard it is to shop on your mental health because sizes are so inconsistent and you can find something that fits you and you're like, oh, I'm this size. And then you go to another store and you try that same size on and you're like, nope, not that size here. So shopping for it was a pain in the ass. Um, yeah, I was, I was the day before running through the mall <laughs> The mall. Literally, like, I felt like the uh, William Tell should be playing in the background, like, because I was like, supermarket sweep. Yes, like, booking my ass (laughs) through there. And this and this and this. Because the mall, it was a Sunday. We were on on a Monday. So the mall was literally the only thing open. So I'm like, oh my God, this sucks. But, anyways, found something that I felt marginally comfortable in. But I went home and I was like, all right, now I got to pluck my eyebrows. And I have these like, you know, nice, big, bushy French and Irish eyebrows that I have. And so they, you know, I tend to get the unibrow going on. So instead of plucking all of that, I typically I have this little tiny eyebrow shaver thing that I use and I couldn't find it anywhere. I was like, where is my stupid eyebrow shaver? I was like, I can't find it. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to use Brandy's beard trimmer. Which is exponentially <laughs> larger than an eyebrow trimmer oh for the record. God. I mean, if you would have called and told me the sitch, I would have advised strongly against that. I mean, saying those words, nothing good was going to happen. You're she has correct. a lot of confidence in herself. You are correct. So I switched that baby on. It's like, oh, Jesus. you know, and I was like, here we go immediately shaved off way too much of my left eyebrow (laughs) and my reaction like normally would have been like tears and like panic but I just turned it off set the beard trimmer (laughs) down looked in the mirror and started cracking up and I was like uh Randy I just shaved off part of my eyebrow and he's like no you didn't I was like no I I did I did and I took a selfie real quick and sent it to Amy and I was like how noticeable is this (laughs) I was like you should have asked me before why but I didn't and here we are but I'll tell you what I know, but you should be babysat the night before we have things. (laughs) I should have known this already from the last day. Like, so right. uh Huh? Like, I'm going to have you really under strict supervision next time. Okay. Well, I didn't even tell you this part. I restrained myself Mm. from From shaving the other one off. No, I was going to cut bangs before. (laughs) Oh my God. Her face. I wish she could see her face. I'm sorry. 
like, no, Sarah, you can't do that. No, don't do that. Do not. If you want to do it sometime between now and the next time we're on, sure. But you're not doing it the night before we go on TV. That's the worst idea ever, let alone before you go on television where you like, it'll cover up my missing eyebrow. Is that your thought pattern? Actually, no. But that would have made sense. Love your honesty. I was just like, no, I think I want bangs. Okay. Oh, uh, let it let it go out into the world here. She is not allowed to be alone the night before events. Period. End of story. Never again. She gets this like, like also this energy. Like I'm gonna bleach my hair. That sounds like a good plan. I'm gonna shave off an eyebrow. Wait, no bangs. Definitely bangs. Wait, let me go to the store. Wait, no, two hours before. Wait, I think I need shoes. I'm gonna go. Okay, you good with that aim? I it, I am not, Sarah. Just, I think that's just what my anxiety does. It's like, I got to put it somewhere. So I put it in all these random ass shit things. <laughs> oh my God. But I could, I was like, well, I've never used a brow pencil before. Cause I have these like thick eyebrows, um, but I'm going to learn how to use one today. So <laughs> I went and got one and I was like, do you have one of those? The, like the microblade looks like it has multiple things on it. So I don't have to draw too much. And she's like, oh honey. Yeah. Come here. <laughs> Sarah's like, because I was yeah. on the phone while she was in there. She's like, um, yeah, I shaved half of it off. See, <laughs> never used one of these before. Can you help me? Yeah. 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 So that shit happens. It's okay. Because I didn't notice when I looked at your close ups and all that. Like, I don't think anyone noticed. I no one would have known. You can see it today, though. I'm not. I'm sans brow pencil. Well, you have your glasses. Ah, oh, the glasses would have covered it, too. I did. I wore my glasses, so it so helps. It helps. It's okay. But the bangs yeah. could not have been fixed. <laughs> no. That's Do you ever see that uh, TikTok where the girl, like, grabs them? I think there's a bunch <gasps> yes, of them. Yes, and pulls down so hard. And then pulls down, cuts them, and then, like... She's like... <gasps> and the mom starts cracking yeah. up. And, I, I mean, it is so funny and so sad all at once. But I mean, insider info, I do know how to cut hair and how to cut bangs properly. But I was just telling myself like, yeah, that's all true. You also know how to do eyebrows, but you just <laughs> fucking shaved off a quarter of your eyebrows. So let's just put the scissors down and calm your tits for a minute. <laughs> like, oh, I'm so glad you did. I'm yeah. so glad you did. So she's like, I don't think I'm going to wear my outfit there. I was like, okay, all right, whatever. Um, I was like, I am because I don't really like want another thing to possibly happen. I don't want any variables. I just want to like be able to park and go in ready. So this is what happens to Amy when she gets anxiety. <laughs> um, so I had my talk show host shoes on, not my walk-in shoes. And where they said we could park was full. So we had to drive to a parking garage and park there on like the fifth floor. And, oh God. So we're walking out, um, walking down, 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 and down. And it's Pittsburgh weather. It's raining. Oh, and it's like winter. Yeah. In raining, May. sleeting, and yeah, May Disgusting. 1st. <laughs> so I've got like the umbrella and my big bag. And okay, so we're walking around to the studio and we're just like, she's like, are you okay? Like walking in those? I'm like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And so all of a sudden I go, Sarah? <laughs> and I could hear Sarah. the panic in her voice. <laughs> and there's this man, random man, walking past me, behind me, and he yells, ah! She got her shoe caught. He goes, she, he goes, are you stuck? <laughs> I was like, 
Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. I was like, it's okay. It's all right. Don't worry. She's like, don't move. Because <laughs> I figured if I, like, I tried to, like, shift my foot a little bit. And I was like, oh, no, it's fucking stuck. Oh, it was stuck. It, it was, was real stuck. good wedged in that in, grate. In, like, a grate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Sarah had to bend down and pull my shoe out, like, to pop it out. prior out of the grate. <laughs> so I stand up. And I act like that didn't even happen. I just keep on walking. As she's walking, eyes laser focused straight ahead. Laser focused. There's more people passing by. I know more people saw the situation. Nope. Didn't happen. I don't even know what you're talking about. Did not happen. (laughs) I did not just get stuck in a great. That's never happened in 44 years. (laughs) And I was like, "Um, I don't mean to like bring some bad news. I was like, I don't know if it was already like this, but there's a pretty bad. And you were like, no, they were already scuffed. I was like, it was already scuffed. Cause you know how your driving shoe is like scuffed. Mm-hmm. It was like that. So yeah. What the hell? I don't know. So those are our behind the scenes, behind the scenes, behind the behind the scenes. <laughs> the stories of television. Yeah. So we, we got all that out of the way. Now I hope that those are the wildest adventures that we have before. We do it again next again. week. Next we week. Yeah. Yes, next, next week. week. So it'll be, it'll be all easy breezy from here. Yes. We know where to park. We're throwing that out into the universe. We know how to do things. We know the, the way it goes. So it's fine. We know not to use beard trimmers on eyebrows. Nope. Well, no. We know to wear walk-in shoes in and not talk show host shoes in. Yes. Wear your clothes because there's nowhere to change. Different shoes. But different shoes. Mm -hmm. That's the plan, man. Those are, those are our tips for you. (laughs) (laughs) Those of you out there wondering. Oh my gosh! For okay. any big event, life event coming up, <laughs> learn from us. Don't don't do those things. Don't cut bangs <laughs> ever. I don't know. I think I might do it still. Oh my god! We'll okay. See. I'm thinking like the Nicole Kidman, you know, like little like longer fringe. I I'm not supportive. Good to know. Everyone knows now. <laughs> I mean, it could be beautiful and it could be a disaster. I just feel like, can we do it after the 11th? Yeah, probably. But the four in me wants to do it right now because you said don't do it. You're such an individualist. <laughs> I just think that it goes against the rules, Sarah. That's the one in there me. There are no wondering. rules. There are no rules. Oh my goodness. It is Mental Health Awareness Month. And we were talking after the show on the way back up the parking garage (laughs) about what are we going to do this month? Like, what are we going to talk about that we have not covered that is really important to mental health? And I said, you know, we've never really discussed the difference between mental health and mental illness. Like, that's strange that we haven't. It is strange that we haven't. I mean, it's been two and a half years. I can't believe we haven't broached that topic. And I often wonder if people think it's the same or maybe they don't really know the difference. I think that mental health makes people feel a little bit less nervous. Yeah. Using those words. (laughs) Using those words, which is why it's always important to me to talk about mental illness as well. But they, everyone has mental health. So we all have mental health, but we all don't have a mental illness. And so I'm going to just read the definition from um, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. This is on Healthline. And it says that your mental health includes your social, emotional, and psychological well-being. So it's more than simply the absence of mental illness. So there's things like good mental health and then things like not so good mental health. 
And that can show symptoms that seem like mental illness, but it's not. So if you're not diagnosed with a mental illness by a professional, then you're having some mental health issues that are usually situational. Right. And I think that's that was the biggest light bulb for me too that to say, okay, well, your mental illness, so we have mental illness diagnoses. Everybody knows that if you've been listening. <clears throat> we both have depression, we both have anxiety, we both have PTSD. And wow, do we have all the same? <laughs> I might have a little OCD. Oh, uh, you have a little OCD. I have a little ADHD. So there's some a couple differences. Like that's not true because I can't have any more. <laughs> <laughs> Just add all of the letters on top of one another. See if we can make up an, a really funny acronym. <laughs> that's that's going to be my homework. It's <laughs> like our old school UTI. Yes. Yeah. The only UTI you ever want. Um, <laughs> that's the only reason we're ink, if anybody ever yes. wondered. But it was that, you know, these things can be situational. And so I think doing some research for this episode made me realize, hmm, I wonder if some of this was some depression that was showing. It's, of course, I, I know that most of what I experienced in those depths uh, because it was so clearly depression but sometimes I wonder if the smaller waves were something else that was just some of my mental health suffering a little bit and not the actual diagnosis coming through yeah and sometimes my depression is spurred on by something and I wonder if that's more mental health I don't know but mm. when I know for sure it's my mental illness is when everything else is going great right and you're like well this is weird yeah hmm, there's no reason for this where'd you come from <laughs> you know or you know you wake up and your heart is racing and you can't get your brain to stop and you can't breathe hmm I'm fine so this is really weird mm -hmm. so you know those sort of things where it's coming seemingly I say those are quotes for those of you who can't see me and there's only one person who can it's Sarah um <laughs> It seems like it would be my mental illness. I think that the the line is hard when you have a mental illness. It's a little right. blurry. Mm -hmm. For those people who don't, your mental health can suffer from certain situational things and circumstances that you are in. So I like this too. Mental health includes your overall well-being and mental illnesses are diagnosable mental health conditions. So when we say mental health awareness, I hope that we're also saying mental illness awareness because yeah, I don't want to leave that out because that's just as important of a topic to destigmatize. For sure. And I think one of the number one things that kept coming up when we were looking up the difference was the dreaded burnout. And this is a word that I think we can add to our list of things words that have been overused or used in in a situation that's not maybe entirely appropriate so people will be like I'm so burned out I'm so burned out but like are you right <laughs> are you actually burned out and when I was reading the definition that it's so closely tied to depression and anxiety that I can see how there might be you know a thought of oh my gosh am I depressed do I have anxiety or am I burned out and so this is kind of a, a way to be able to tell the difference between all of those. I think you have a post that has some stages of burnout. I was also going to say before I say that, 
is it was really funny because it says in this article, can you have poor mental health without a mental illness? Answer is yes. And the very first thing poor mental health might occur due to burnout. (laughs) Uh, Just so you know, other ones are mental exhaustion, physical fatigue, uh, grief, physical health symptoms or conditions and stress. So those are pretty obvious. But just so you know, like those are other ways that we could have poor mental health. Oh, I'm going to say something that's probably an unpopular opinion. I feel like grief should be its own thing in the DSM. And I know that that's not true. I understand why it's not. I get why it's a part of mental health and it's not a mental illness. But oh my fucking God, it's so hard and it's so layered and it lasts forever, literally forever. You never get over grief. You just go through different waves and stages of it. So I feel like because it's something that is lifelong... How is how is that just to, how is that not know. a mental illness? And it's so big for both of us that I think that that's why we feel that way. Yeah. Also, I think it hit you hard yesterday and it really hit me hard today. Mm. Um this is totally off topic, but since we're on grief, <laughs> um I you know, today yesterday Sarah posted beautifully and I think it was something that like was in the back of my mind for her as well and I know like my mom was thinking about it too but like because your parents weren't here to see yeah this big moment for you right and in the same way Scott wasn't here to see this big moment for me but double uh I was thinking today this as I do every May like what was I doing four years ago because it was like 12 more days that he would live. Yeah. Right. You know, 11 more days that he would live. And Mm -hmm. what could I have done? And so it's just a weird spiral that can happen. So I guess that's why it feels like it could be its own thing. It just seems bigger than other things. It does. Is it it just because it's us? I don't know. I I think maybe. I don't know. How do you all feel? If you have experienced grief, do you feel like it is part of just a mental health? Or do you feel like it is so deep that it's a mental illness. I wonder if they would lump it in with like PTSD, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Listen, we're unqualified. We're, that's exactly. We don't need to have the answers. <laughs> we're just having the conversation, the conversation because that's what we do. Okay. Yeah. There are 12 stages of burnout. These are interesting. And, I, and I'll be interested to know what you all think. So stage one, you feel there's a strong need to prove yourself. So stage two, you're working harder and harder to achieve this. <laughs> Yeah. Can you tell that like, I'm like, oh, I see where this is going. Stage three, (laughs) you begin to neglect your own needs more. Stage four, you're conflicted and blame others or the situation. Stage five, you change your values to focus on work more. Stage six, you deny the problems that arise due to work stress. Stage seven, you withdraw from your social life and your family as well. Well, well, that was weird. (laughs) Stage eight, your behavior changes, which upsets your loved ones. Stage nine, depersonalization happens and you don't feel like yourself. Stage 10, you feel empty, numb. Substance abuse can occur. Stage 11, you're depressed, lost, and completely exhausted. And then stage 12, you're men- you mentally and physically collapse, full burnout. So that was, con- that was talking about work, which is the number one topic of burnout. It usually is from your job. Mm-hmm. It can be situational for other life things, but it does tend to show up more in a workplace environment, but it also can be work plus other shit you have going on in life, plus parenting, other parenting, (laughs) plus other responsibilities, plus, you know, 
EDFG, you know, all of the rest of the alphabet letters. Well, the thing that we're going to talk about on the show on next Thursday is mental health in the workplace. And what caused me to think about this is I was like, oh, you know what? Like, I think that most people's mental health suffer in at work because of the situational stuff, which is the burnout, right? It's not necessarily uh, mental illness. Right, exactly. It just shows that way. It does. It shows that way. And this could bring on a spur on a whole other conversation that we won't go there right now, but one of these days. (laughs) Um, But I blame it on the hustle culture. But I feel like the U.S. puts such a hard emphasis on hustle, 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 succeed, succeed, earn, earn. (laughs) I feel like COVID kicked that, though. I feel like it did, and now I feel like it's even worse. I don't know about With you. Who? Because I I refuse. Well, for sure. Like, personally, you, you and I. You see other people back on the horse. I see companies back on that horse mm. trying to force the hand of their employees. Because they're getting pushback. Because they're getting pushback, and the employees are like, uh, no, absolutely mm-hmm. not. I got a taste of work-life balance. And now that I've gotten that, I'm not going back and you're not going to force me to do that. And so I think some people are still playing the game because it's so heavily ingrained and that's just where they are and that's where they live. But I think that I, like you, I do see a shift in employees pushing back, but I see companies pushing back even harder to say like, "Uh uh-uh, I need the hustle. Or nobody wants to work, so you've got to do the job of three people and, you know, pushing back in that way. I mean... If I was your consultant, I would explain about backfiring and that would backfire right on you. Sure will. So yeah. I'm, that's a silly thing to do, guys. But that's like parenting 101. <laughs> uh, yeah, these you need, that's a good point. Companies need to start acting more like yeah. good parents to yeah. their children. Like loving, caring parents to their children and employees. Yes. Yeah, good structure, but like also loving and caring. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Supportive. Yes. And and reward systems. Like, come on. <laughs> I don't want pizza, though. Please give me no money. No pizza parties. More money, please. <laughs> Can I please tell you where the term burnout was first coined? Please. I'll try to do it without the accent. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> please do it without the accent. No, do it with it. No. You just, you just shamed my accent <laughs> abilities. I'm sorry. Whatever, bangs. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to call her that from now on. It's going to make her want to cut them more. Oh, God. Okay. The term burnout was first coined by psychologist Herbert Freudenberger. <laughs> Can you say that without laughing? In 1974, simply put, it refers to a place of exhaustion, which can be both mental and physical. That's the direct result of consistent or prolonged stress. Mm. Thanks, Herbert Freudenberger. Thank you, Dr. Freudenberger. Herbert Freudenberger. <laughs> That's really hard to say it's all so at once. Fun. Yeah, it is. Herbert, Herbert Freudenberger. Freudenberger. Herbert Freudenberger. Blah. <laughs> Can't say it. Now, everyone out there in your cars, <laughs> you say it too. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Uh, Well, I tapped into an article from Cleveland Clinic, and they interviewed a doctor of psychology, Adam Borland. That's an easier name. It is so much easier. Way less fun. Well, that's not from 1974 either, so it's from last year. 
But he says, we're living in an incredibly stressful time and burnout is incredibly prevalent. He says, I'm seeing a lot of people who are very tired physically and emotionally tired. And then goes on to explain that burnout's major symptoms can involve fatigue. It's a major symptom and affects all areas of your life. You may feel like sleeping all the time or find that simple tasks take longer to complete. Um, That is me 100%. I feel like it's taking me 10 times longer to do everything. Feeling apathetic or dissatisfied with your work. Headaches. This was a big one. Tension headaches. I I get this headache that's just like on one side of my head. It's and it's tumor. in the front. It's a tumor. It's, a it's tumor. not a tumor. It's not a tumor. <laughs> it's not. Uh, but yeah. Every time I get one like that, that's what I say. <laughs> Changes to your diet and sleep patterns. And then he also goes on to explain, is burnout the same thing as depression? No, it is not. And that is where it gets to be tough. Such a fine line. Such of, a fine line. Of the, what it looks like, I should say. But he explains it so well. He says, oftentimes, burnout and depression can mirror each other. However, depression is a diagnosable mental health condition, whereas burnout is not. But that's not the only difference. In contrast to depression, burnout tends to be a response to specific environment or situation, say working more hours than usual or dealing with something specific going on in your life. Depression doesn't have to be in response to one specific trigger, he says. Are you feeling a sense of worthlessness, a feeling of helplessness in terms of of changing aspects in your life? Causes of depression tend to be broader in general, whereas burnout, we can really pinpoint what is causing these types of symptoms. So he gives a really great example, and this helped me to kind of look back and say, okay, I think that was depression, that was burnout. So hopefully this will help you as well. He says... Imagine you're experiencing depression and you visit a villa in the south of France. The reality is those depressive symptoms are going to accompany you on that trip. If you're dealing with burnout, however, you'll have a different experience visiting that same villa. Once you detach from work or whatever it is that's causing the burnout, you're going to be able to enjoy that vacation and relax, he explains. If you're feeling depressed, you most likely will not. And I can remember going to the beach about three years ago and like being completely unable to enjoy it and I was so upset with myself I was like you're at the beach enjoy this feel the happiness feel the joy of being at the beach listen to the water and I was like it was making it even worse because I was trying to force myself to enjoy something that I couldn't that's depression I mean that's what annoys most people who don't have depression when they're around a depressed person yeah and they're like but look around you like there's nothing wrong right now. Everything's fine. And that if you've if you've ever suffered from depression, you understand like I don't know how to explain it to you, mm-hmm. but there is just something about it that doesn't change, it doesn't matter. And it's just as frustrating for the person experiencing the depression. Oh my gosh. You want nothing more than to feel that happiness and to feel the relaxation and you just can't. Or to be able to find the words to explain it to someone who's never had it. Yeah. I was listening to an interview with uh, Senator John Fetterman, and he talked about the moment where he was where he won and he was being sworn in being like one of the lowest points of his life and talked about his depression. And that was one of the things that like someone had said to him, like, but this is exactly what you wanted. Like, this is mm-hmm. this is a great, happy moment. And it's at that point that you just can't quite 
explain it to anyone unless they've experienced it. It's a really hard, hard place to be. Mm -hmm. And I know it's frustrating for the other person, the other people. I know it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because even though I have depression, it's frustrating when other people right. are doing it mm -hmm. in it. Because you just want them to feel better. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So you're trying to environmentally make changes and right. be like, but we're in a good situation. We're in a good place. This is, you know, such great things going on. And yeah, even though we've been there and experience it, it's hard to understand it when you're not in it. It's that is one of those things that we've talked about it before that it's even though you can go through multiple depressive episodes when you're not in it, it's hard to remember what it feels like. One of the weirdest things. Yes. And I've often said, I'm filming myself next time. Yeah. So I filmed myself the last time I had an anxiety attack. So Good that for, I would remember. How did you I have the over, wherewithal? Like the I pulled over because I couldn't fucking drive. Mm. I pulled over at the gas station and I was like, I'm not posting this anywhere because this is embarrassing as I'll mm. get out. I was like, it just all I did was describe my symptoms because I was like, you're never going to other Amy's not going to believe this. Right. Happened. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I could do that when I'm depressed because that's a different. I mean, they both are terrible, but mm -hmm. that's I don't know. The apathy in that is just like, I'm not even going to survive past this to be able to show this video to anyone. Right. <laughs> right. That's my depressed <laughs> accent. <laughs> You're just coming in with the accents today. I haven't slept, okay? <laughs> da, 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 da. Oh, neither have I. What the hell? My anxiety is banging lately. I gotta stop saying my anxiety. I have had anxiety that has been very intense lately. I found a different 12 stages of burnout. <laughs> Did you? Is it more <laughs> accurate or on point than the other one? This one actually is similar and this one makes way more sense to me okay let's hear it okay so the excessive drive or ambition at this point I think like I've got this I am like superhuman so then you get the pressure on yourself to work harder so you neglect your own needs and then you have a dismissal of your problems they call it a displacement of conflict hmm. which leads to a lack of time for your needs outside of work then you have denial and impatience and impatience is something that's interesting because I get that way when I'm burnt out and when I am depressed. Seven is withdrawal. Eight, behavioral changes, including aggression or like impatience again. Mm -hmm. And then detachment from reality. And that's a depersonalization that they use before. Yeah. And the dissociation. Yeah. Is inner emptiness or anxiety. Eleven some sort of like depression, depressive sort of feelings. And then guess what? You just collapse. Yeah. Mental yeah. and physical collapse. And then it starts all over again because they <laughs> called it like a cycle. Uh, let's hope not. Let's hope you stop it right there. Mm -hmm. um, I guess they're pretty similar. They are. They're similar lists. They're just worded differently. Right. So just, you know, one may help somebody more than the other. Sure. And being able to understand how do we get out of this? <laughs> Uh, what I will say is that everything that I read is it says it takes a very long time. So you have to be patient. You have to give yourself grace. You cannot expect to come out of burnout immediately. It takes time. And even if you remove yourself from the situation, 
that doesn't mean it went away because you've got to like still like heal Mm -hmm. yourself. Right. So there are different things that you can do. I love there's this chart on Instagram, this account that we follow called let's talk dot mental health. So you should check them out. They have fun like charts and tips and things that just make it a little easier to digest I guess everything's better in a chart it is it's so much better or a diagram (laughs) I'm serious I'm not kidding so you have this one it's just how to take care of your mind and so the chart goes you know in columns down it says feed your mind clear your mind train your mind so yes I love this because so the first example feed your mind with that I know feed your mind read a book I wish we came up with that I know but we didn't so all right let's talk about mental health Go check them out. Um, the first one, feed your mind, read a book, clear your mind, journal, train your mind, meditate. The next one, feed your mind, listen to a podcast. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, People nudge. that make you laugh, maybe. <laughs> clear your mind, exercise, train your mind, get creative. I love that creativity is part of training your mind. That makes me happy. Feed your mind, listen to inspiring music, clear your mind, go to therapy, train your mind, practice a discipline. Feed your mind, travel and see new cultures. Amen. Clear your mind, cry it out and train your mind, build new habits. And if you want to know how to do that in an easier way, go listen to our episode with Ask Yourself Why Not podcast. Um, It's about two ago, I think. Feed your mind, experience life, clear your mind, call a friend, trusted friend only. Don't call some jag off that will go tell your secrets to everybody else. Train your mind, unlearn bad habits. Then the last one, feed your mind, have a deep conversation. I cannot say that enough. It is such a lovely thing to have people you can have deep conversations with. It's not something I experienced until my mid-30s, and I am so thankful that I found people to do that with. I'm talking to you over there. It's me. It's me. (laughs) Um, And my husband. you got to stop faking it for someone. Yeah. It helps so much. Yeah. And I would have these conversations with Brandy and everything, but like having friends, mm-hmm. it's different, you know, when you have somebody else to be able to talk to. Clear your mind, breathe deeper and train your mind. Ready? Learn to say no. Oh, yeah. That's and that is so a, big. it's a training, though. It is something you have to train your mind to do. Yeah, because the, the person who's at number one at the top there, excessive driver ambition. That Uh-oh, person doesn't yeah. like to say no. Right. And they forget about number 12 when you collapse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They have a very short-term memory. I will say that I did go back and give Atomic Habits another go. Oh, yeah? Since listening or since talking with Ask Yourself Why Not, I have to say it's a pretty incredible. Okay, I'm going to have to give it a whirl. You got to go audio. Okay. I'll find it on Libby. I was last night when I, I have, couldn't sleep because um, I, again, woke up in the Did you the shop night. Libby? Because that's the f- I most did. fun thing because it's I free. I shopped Libby because it's free. So I just went and put on like a million books so on fun. hold. And then they all come at once, which <laughs> yes, is terrible. It sucks so bad. I'm like, damn it, now I have to decide. Um, but I will find that on audio and then listen to it. I have it right now, so you can't have it. Damn it. No, they probably have multiple copies. <laughs> but... It, it is interesting because I used to hate discipline and I was like, that's terrible. But that's probably just like also my like religious, like, you know, I'm against all, you know, good girl. Yeah. You're thinking right? I want to, I but, have to be a good girl. Yeah. And it's not really about the discipline. Like, I don't know. It's just, it was really interesting the way that he talks about pairing things together to make the habits. And I don't know. It was fascinating. You'll love it because it's pretty much pure science. Mm, love that. 
Um, I want to go back and just tell everybody we were talking about the Libby app, L-I-B-B-Y, and it, it ties to Is your it library. National? I don't know if it it has to be. I think so. It's tied to our um, library cards here in P- Pittsburgh for the Carnegie Library of Pittsburgh. I, it has to be national, though. I think it's a complete library app. We're checking for you. <laughs> I used to use Overdrive, but Libby's built by Overdrive. Okay. It looks like it's national. Wonderful. Then check it out if you're in the U.S. Even my daughter likes it. She calls it like shopping on Amazon, but for free. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. It's very satisfying. It's very satisfying <laughs> to go through and browse the books and put them on hold, even if you're like 52 in the queue. It's fine. I don't know why I feel like I've been reading books way faster on here, too. Maybe because I always have my phone with me. So like if I'm just even sitting. Oh, you're reading them on your phone. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. I have it on my tablet, too. So I have it both. And, yeah. and if you're signed in at the same as the same yeah, person, yeah, it'll yeah. just pick it, you know, sync it up. But yeah, if I'm just like sitting waiting somewhere like in a waiting room, a doctor's office, whatever. It's better than I can scrolling. Just, yeah, I just start reading. So I feel like I've been able to blow through a lot of books this year so far. Really good ones. That's how I've been doing it with listening. I love audio. Mm-hmm. Me too. Obviously, I'm a podcaster. Uh, so with May being Mental Health Awareness Month, we hope that you were able to understand a little bit more about the difference between mental health and mental illness and how one doesn't necessarily go with the other, but there is absolutely no stigma attached, at least to Sarah and I, and mm-hmm. that is our mission to either It's just part of life and it's part of our health and who we are. And so our tagline is let's talk about mental health. When we say that, we also mean mental illness. They both go, you know, they're the same. Like there's no levels, I guess, just because, you know, someone just is struggling at this moment with their poor mental health doesn't make it any better than someone who has mental illness. Uh, Coming from two ladies who have both, (laughs) you are in great company. We just hope that you will not feel like you have to go on this journey alone. So we hope that you can find one person that you can talk to and share a little bit about how you're feeling today. Please do. And also just take a moment, reflect, take a look back. Have you heard any of these symptoms of burnout today that might sound familiar to you? If so, we ask you take a step back, take a moment to really focus on your mental health. Think about the things that you can do to get your mind in the right space. Give yourself that break that you need. It could be something small, a small break. Um, Take some PTO if you have it. it. If that's available to you, don't be ashamed of taking PTO for your mental health. That is okay. It should be acceptable. If it's not available to you, um, there are other things that you can do at home that we've talked about in so many episodes. So we're not going to go through. Them and we're going to talk more about again. that next yes. week. Yeah. Um, but, you know, take the steps to take care of your mind. You know, we went through the list in the chart of how to clean it, how to clear your mind, how to train your mind, how to feed it. Um, so doing some of those things can be very helpful as well. If you need to make a big life change, be okay with that. I mean, I, I'm going to just step out on a limb here and say I read this post the other day and it's, it's kind of disturbing, so I apologize. But this man said, you know, I, I'm here watching as they clean out my coworker's cubicle after he passed away. And as they're cleaning it out, they're talking about the candidates they have to replace this person. So <laughs> while his family is at home 
grieving the loss of a father, grieving the loss of a husband. Um, they are already talking about replacing this person. Your job is not as important as your health and your mental health. So take care of yourselves, people. Make the big life changes. And those big changes are personal. Um, I'm just here to tell you personally that big changes for me actually made a massive difference in my life. And I am very happy to still be here and to be living the life that I have now and the life that I've created. And I'm going to just echo that and say same Z's. <laughs> we love you warriors. Stay wild and weird. This episode was brought to you by Sarah Simone and Amy Baumgartner. Theme song and other music provided by Epidemic Sound. All episodes are mixed, mastered, and produced by me, Sarah Simone. To help us keep making episodes just like this one, consider supporting us on patreon.com slash unqualifiedtherapistsinc. Or share us with a friend, relative, coworker, hairstylist, butcher, baker, candlestick maker. Sharing us not only helps keep the mics on, but it furthers our mission in removing the stigma. If you have a mental health journey you'd like to share, email us at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com or reach out to us on our website, www.unqualifiedtherapists.com. Until next time, hold on, warrior. We're gonna make it. We are-